Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Chagiga Daf Yud Aleph. And we are starting uh, two-thirds of the way down on Yudamit Beis at the word Mi'ilos. Um, the Mishnah that we are focusing on, the quote that we're seeing from Mi'ilos is from a Mishnah in Yudamit Aleph. And there in the Mishnah had said that there are a number of uh, ideas in Torah, a number of areas of Halacha, that uh, a couple of different references, Porchen Ba'avir was what we said about Heter Nadarim, is that they're floating in the air, and then the Gemara argued that. And then the next section of the Mishnah speaks about Shabbos, Chagigos, and Me'ilos, that they are Kiharim Hatzuluyim Basa'ara, that they're like mountains hanging by a thread, that they have Mikra Mu'at Bahalachos Merubos. So if there are Mikra Mu'at Bahalachos Merubos, that's the starting point for our discussions today. So two thirds of the way down, Me'ilos was in the category of Mikra Mu'at. Says the Gemara, that's not true. Mikhtav Ksivan, there's plenty of Sukkim that speak about Meila. And Amar Rami Barchama, you're right. Uh, and by the way, just as fair warning, we're going to go through five different iterations of, of answers here as to why we're, what the Chiddush is of Meilos. Because if we say that there's an area of halacha within Meilos, that is not really referenced in Torah. That's what we're trying to find because there are a lot of Sukkim. So what is our Mishnah referring to when it says that Meilos are like mountains that are being held by a thread, which unique area of halacha. So Amar Rami Barchama, lo nitzrocha ela l'chiditznan for the following Mishnah. What does the Mishnah say? Hashliach sha'as hashlichuso balabais ma'al. Let's say that a shliach did his shlichus on behalf of a balabais, then the isra of me'ila is on the balabais. Me'ila is when one misappropriates that, was, that which is Kodesh, that which belongs to the Beis HaMikdash. And if they misappropriate those funds, they violate Me'ila. What if I do so through a shaliach, through a messenger? So says the Mishnah, uh, two-thirds of the way down, that the shaliach who does what he was asked to do, he doesn't, he's none the wiser, he just did what he was told to do. So the din is that it, on the, it's on the Balabais. However, lo asa shlichuso, shliach ma. Oh, this is unfair. If, in fact, the shleach doesn't fulfill what he was supposed to do, then he is the one who violates me'ila. So says the Gemara, I don't understand. Why is it that if, in fact, even he did the shlichus, that he should, that there should be any level of chiyuv? How could there ever be a case of, um, uh, we have a, a principle called ein shleach ledvaravera. No one should be chayv in that case. The shliach should not be chayv, and the balabai should not be chayv. Ain't shliach ledvaravera. So how could it ever be the case that that's that that is uh, the halacha? And says the Gemara, this is in fact the din that our Mishnah is referring to. Hainu, that's what our Mishnah means when it says keharar matzuluim b'saara. Says the Gemara, that's not an acceptable answer. That the case we're talking about is where a shliach uh, sends uh, meila through a where the balabai sends a shaliach some something to do with meila. That's not a good a good argument. That's not what the Mishnah is talking about because after all, still shiny meila. Maybe meila is unique, and we do have shlichus ledvaravera. Maybe we can have a scenario where I could send something that is subject to meila through a shaliach and have an iser. How so? We have a gzereshava from truma, and what's the gzereshava? Mahasam Adam Kamoso, just like when it comes to Truma, even if something inappropriate happened, the halacha is Lucho Shaladam Kamoso. Afkan, maybe the same would be true by Meila, that's Lucho Shaladam Kamoso. And if that's true, that's Xera Shava. That's Mikhtav Ksiva. That means that that idea is not a Chiddush idea. It can't be what the Mishnah is referring to when it says that it's Kehararim Hatulim Bisara. So therefore, the Gemara switches to answer number two, three fourths of the way down, 15 lines from the bottom. El Amar Rava. 
And I'll just share with you now, we're going to go through a few answers. This answer is going to come back a little bit later in the Gemara. So it says the Gemara, what's Rava's opinion? What is the uniqueness of our Mishnah when it references Me'ila? What is the uniqueness that there's an area of Halacha within Me'ila that's, uh, that is So it says the Gemara, <clears throat> We have a b'risa. A very uncomfortable din. Uh, the din is like this. Let's say that I send an item with a shaliach. Right when he leaves my site, I can no longer reach him. He's gone. He's on the train, whatever the case may be, no cell phones. If I remember, but I didn't have the opportunity to tell the shaliach about what about the fact that this item was subject to me'ila, who gets the iser? So the Gemara says, shaliach mo'al. Think about how unfair that is. I'm the guy who did something wrong. I take an item that's Kodesh and I say, hey, can you do me a favor? Go sell this in the marketplace and bring me back the cash. So then, oh, shoot, I gave it to the Shaliach. Ach, it's Me'ila. So it says the Gemara, it's not the Balabais's responsibility anymore. It's on the Shaliach. Asks the Gemara, and maybe this is where we get the language from of, oh, poor somebody, says the Gemara. Shaliach Anya, oh, the poor messenger. My Ka'avid. What did he do wrong? As far as he knew, he did exactly what he was supposed to do with an object that was perfectly muttered to, to do shlichus with. Why is he held accountable? So that's what the Chiddush is of our mission, according to Rava. That's the case that's, that's unique. That's the Chiddush of our Mishnah that has no psukim that reference it, but the Shliach would still taka bichayef for Me'ila, even though he had no idea what was going on. Unbelievable idea. That's very powerful. So it says the Gemara, well, you know what? Maybe that is an idea that's, that is explicit in the Torah because Amar Ravashi, 10 lines from the bottom on Yudam Beis, Ravashi says, my kushya, that's not really a great, a great uh, case to bring a proof from that our Mishnah is speaking about this unique case of shlichus, because Dilma midi dehavi amotzi mos hektish lechulin. Maybe, maybe our case of meila is similar to a case where a person takes out money that belongs to hektish and he inadvertently uses them in a deconsecrated way. He takes hektish money and he uses it casually. So there, the gemar, the halacha is that your chayiv, the, the Mephorshim explained this, your chayiv karen v'chomish in that case. If you take truma and you misappropriate the truma, your chayiv to pay karen v'chomish. Your chayiv to pay that the karen, the principal, plus 20%. So it's really a quarter, actually. The chomish is milavar, the math. We've discussed this before. When it says chomish, it doesn't mean 20% of the 100. It's one of five units, which is four 25s plus another quarter. So it's really 1.25. Anyways, the point is that by truma, if a person misappropriates hektish and uses it for chulin, the halacha is that he's chayev for karen v'chomesh. Maybe we should say the same thing by me'ila, and that'll raise mefur shaden and chomesh. And therefore, this cannot be the chiddush of our Mishnah. So therefore, the Gemara goes to answer three, about eight lines from the bottom of Yudamit Beis. What's the third answer as to which unique din about me'ila we're learning in our Mishnah when it says that it's keharar matzulim b'sara, that it says if the halachos are being held up by a thread, a mountain's being held by a thread. Another din. This din says, If a person takes a stone or a beam of hektish, just taking it in and of itself, because you haven't used it yet, just taking the rock, taking the beam from the base of Mikdash, no me'ila yet. However, once I sell it to you or give it to you, then when I take it initially, I haven't used it yet. So that's not me'ila. But when I give it to you, my giving it to you is enough of a shimush that I am therefore held accountable for me'ila. Asks the Gemara, Michti, I don't understand. Mishkal shakla, 
Once I take the stuff out of the base Amikdash, who cares if it's in my possession or in someone else's possession? It should still be the same exact me'ila. No different shimush has taken place. I picked up an item that I should not have picked up and I walked out of the base Amikdash with it. Did I do anything wrong? Seemingly not. No me'ila. Oh, I gave it to a friend, me'ila. Ask the Gemara, that's ridiculous. Why? It says the Gemara, you can call it ridiculous all you want, but that's what the Mishnah meant when it referred to Me'ila as that which didn't really have any psukim. This is the unique chiddush of the case of Me'ila, where a person who takes an item from the base of Mikdash has not yet violated Me'ila until he gives it to a friend. Says the Gemara, still not a good unique case because of my kusha. You can't use that as a proof. After all, Dilma Kiddushmuel. Maybe the case that that Mishnah, which refers to when we talk, take a rock or a beam from Hekdish, maybe that's that's a different case to Amar Shmuel Hacha, as we turn to the top of Yeralef from Yeralef, the Gizbar HaMesuros Lo Avne Binyanoskina. We're talking about um, the, the building treasurer. He's the one who has access to all of the materials for the building. And the Kol Hecha, the Mancha Birshusa, the De Mancha, we already have this Din, that when a person is the Gizbar, he's the treasurer, we always assume that even if it's in his property, it's still going to be considered like that at the base of Mikdash, and no Isra has taken place. And therefore, if that din is already found elsewhere, it can't be what our Mishnah is referring to. And therefore, we move to answer number four, still asking the same question. What was our Mishnah referring to when it said Me'ilos is something that doesn't have Psukim? It answers the Gemara, answer number four. Ella, really, the answer comes Misefa. What is the Seifa of that Mishnah, right? That Mishnah which spoke about taking a stone or taking a beam from the Beis HaMikdash. It says, Bina Besoch Beso. You take a beam from the Beis HaMikdash, you know it's going to save you money. If you take that, that, that beam and you make it a part of your house, it's a support beam for your second floor. Very strong beam. You take it and it's built into your house. Says the Mishnah, nope, until what? Until you live there for what would, would be a value of a Shavaputa, a few pennies. So let's say it's like prorated. So we pay, uh, let's say $2,500, let us do 3000 the math is easier. You do $3,000 a month in your mortgage. So every day is $100. A Shavaputa, let's call it five cents. Do the math, it's a, a minute. I don't know, I didn't do the math. It's, it's not a lot of time. So until you live in the house, Bishavapruta, that's what, when, once you live in the house that long, then you're chives. So it says the Gemara, I don't understand what, what the Mishnah is talking about. Michti, when we analyze the Mishnah, Shinu Yeshanye, Mali Daru, Mali Lodar. You already made a change. You took the beam from the base of Mikdash and you're supporting your whole second floor. Construction is over. You're, you're about to move in. Oh, we have to wait till you move in. You already made a change with it. Why are you saying there's no Me'ila? So says the Gemara, this is the unique din of the Mishnah. That when it says that Me'ila is, um, is, tulian, is like it's Tulian Bisar, Haram Tulian Bisar, that it's like hanging by a thread. This din is hanging by a thread. It's such a Chiddush. It's so unique. You already built it. And you're not even chayim the yet. Oh, hareza chiddush al mishnah saying that's the chiddush. Says the gemara, no, no, that's not a good raya. My kusha, I can show you why that's not necessarily true. Because maybe says the gemara, dilma kiderav. Maybe our understanding of this mishnah where we built this beam into our, our house is like rav. Amar rav, you didn't actually build it in. What did you do with it? Kikon pi aruba. You put it at the top of your aruba, the top of the skylight that's in your house. E darbe in. Then only if you use the house and 
And now you're actually using the beam by benefiting from it. It's not built into the building, but it's kind of blocking the skylight. Fine. That's when you're going to be chayv and mivah. Lo darbe, lo. Then if that's the case, says the Gemara, that if you don't live in the house, that you're not going to be chayv. So now we really don't yet have a case of a chiddish of our Mishnah as to what our Mishnah was referring to. Ella, therefore, the Gemara goes back to Rava. Our answer number two, says the Gemara, Ella, lo olam Rava. Really, it's like Rava. Rava was of the opinion about that very unique case that where I am the balabais and I give you an item and now you're out of sight. And then I remember that it's me'ila. Remember case two, that's what we discussed earlier. Answer number two, we said that the shliach is going to be chayev. And we had asked on that, well, that's not such a chiddush because we know that by uh, by hektish that's brought into Chulin, that you're still chayv to pay Karen Mechomesh. That was a question we asked against Rava. How do we remove that question? So says the Gemara, awesome. over there, the reason why we say that you're going to be chayv when it comes to the truma, no matter what, even if it's Bishogeg, why are you still chayv Karen Mechomesh? Why are you going to be punished by the truma? That's because Hasa made the yada, the ikazuze, the hektish. Pay attention. These are your finances. You should know what truma is. You made a big mistake. Yes, you're held accountable. And therefore, uh, you should have looked better. But here, how could the guy have known? How could he have known? And therefore, that is taka the case of end of sugya. So we started with our, uh, this, the first sugya of the day is about Mi'ila. Our Mishnah said that there's something super unique about Mi'ila and there aren't any psukim. Asks the Gemara, there's sukkim about me'ila all over Shas. What are you talking about? So the Gemara responds after a lengthy, a lengthy dialogue that the real uniqueness was this case of Rava. And again, the case is if I'm the Balabais and I give you an item with well-intended, I gave you an item that I thought was a regular item. The second you walk out of my presence, I'm like, oh, I shoot, I gave my shliach me'ila. Oh, the, the shliach is chayev. The shliach, the messenger is chayev, an unbelievable idea about me'ila. It says the Gemara, that's the Chiddush of our Mishnah. That in that case, even though it's not Svaradik, even though it's not logical, even though we could argue with it, the Maisa, the Din is that way, that if I unintentionally give you an item as, a, as my Shliach and you deliver it, and I remember before you deliver that it's actually Me'ila, you're Chayv. And that's Mashma from our Mishnah, Sugya number one. That brings us to a quarter of the way down, Yod Aleph, Amad Aleph. Let's continue. Our Mishnah had said, Mikra Mu'at Behalachos Merubos. Our Mishnah had said in regards to Shabbos, in regards to the Chagiga and in regards to Me'ila, that there are uh, very few psukim and a lot of halachos. Says the Gemara, let's talk about different areas of halacha and see if they're similar. Tana negoim ve'oholos, when it comes to negoim, right? So ras and uh, these types of lesions, ve'oholos and tuma that relates to an ohel. So there too, mikramuat ve'halachos merubos, very similar to what our Mishnah said about Shabbos, Chagiga, and Me'ila. So says the Gemara, negoim mikramuat? Take a look in Chomesh. Sapachas, uh, Baheres, Adam Dam, all these words you write. We know a lot of words. And we're Amaratim Doraisa, Leisman the public. We, if, if we know that there are Psukim and Chumash about this, that means there's a lot of Psukim about this. So says the Gemara, how can you say Nagaimar Mikra Muad, Mikra Merubahu? Everybody knows that there's Psukim and Chumash about this. So therefore, says the Gemara, what then is meant when the Gemara speaks about Mikra Muad? Amara Papa Hachi Kamar. I was just wrong. That's what the Gemara says. I'm just wrong. When it comes to Negoim, we reverse the language of the Brisa that we started this section with. When it comes to Negoim, it's the opposite. We have Mikra Meruba. We have a lot of Psukim and Chumash. 
Really, most of the dinim of Negayim are covered in Chumash. Okay, there are some extra things you got to learn, but really most of the dinim of Negayim are covered in Chumash. And Ahalos Mikra Muat, Halachos Mubas, and Ahalos remains the same as we began this part of the sugya, that there aren't a lot of sukim and the Halachos are many. So says the Gemara, my nafkimina, who cares? Okay, good, whatever, whatever it is. Who cares how many psukim there are? So says the Gemara, the nafkamina is where you look for an answer. If you're not sure what the halacha is when it comes to negayim, where should you look? In Shulchan Aruch? No, go pick up a chumash. Most of the halachas are in chumash. Ayin bekroi. All you have to do is look in the psukim. However, but when it comes to the din of ohel and tumas ohel, and we've learned a lot about this, we know that the top of the tefach, the top of the ohel has to be at least the tefach. Not everything works. We spoke about trees. Okay, fine. All the different beds, says the Gemara. If you're not sure about that, then ayin b'masnisen. Then the psukim are insufficient. Then you have to go to the Mishnayas. And in our parlance, we'd say, let's go to Shulchan Aruch. Let's go to Askashayla. Let's look at the poskim. That's really what needs to be. And that's why it's important to make a distinction. Next, third of the way down, almost halfway down, Dinan. What about Dinan? So there, the, our Mishnah had said about Dinan. If we look back in the Mishnah, on Yudam and Aleph, what did it say about Dinan? The, the, the Mishnah writes, Yeshlahem al So says the Gemara, Yeshlahem al implies that there really isn't a lot going on in Chumash. Says the Gemara, that's not true. Mikhtab Tsivan, there are plenty of halachos about Dinan and Chumash. So therefore, says the Gemara, lo The only reason why this case is mentioned in our Mishnah on Dafir Aleph was to teach us about a case that Rebbe referenced in Abraisa. Titania, Rebbe Omer, in quoting the Pasuk, Rebbe says, nefesh tachas nefesh, that a soul will replace a soul. And that din is only about mamun. We don't kill quid pro quo. That's not what we do. We do, we do have capital punishment and people do die when you kill. But it's not nefesh tachas nefesh here, like with Balabatim. You have to go to Bezdin, there have to be Adim, there have to be Asra, what has a whole process of making sure of Jerisha Bechakira, we have to make sure that the person's really chayv, and then he's killed in a very specific way, but it's not the Wild West where you're just a gunslinging murderer. That doesn't happen. We do have one din like that in Chumash, which is the Goel Hadam. That if a person kills Bishogeg, so then technically speaking, not nowadays with Dina de Machusadina, and we have no Ari Miklat now, anyways, but technically speaking, in the times of Ari Miklat, if a person would inadvertently kill, the halacha is that they could then kill, the family members of the mace could kill the person who killed Bishogeg unless they're in an Ir Miklat. Fine. That's not this. We're talking about regular Dinamir. So says the Brysa, wait a minute. Ata Omer, you say Mamo. You say that Nefesh Tachas Nefesh means money. Oh, Enuel Nefesh Mamish, maybe it. It is the Wild West and we can kill, says Igmar Kempi. Amr Nesina Lamata, Amr Nesina Lamala. There's two references of the word Nesina, uh, one above and one below, referencing uh, places in Chumash, Malahal and Mamun, Afkan Mamun. And both of them are talking about Mamun, Agzerashal. <laughs> if you want to know what the two cases are, take a look at the, at the side of the Psukim. The first Nesina is talking about Vimason Yihyeh, Vinasata Nefesh Tachas Nefesh. And the next Psuk says, Vichina Tsuanashim and Agafu Ishaharabi Atsuyila Dehalo Yihyeh, Sona Noshi, Anesh Kashir. He has to give money in court. So in that latter case, he has to give in court. And even if somebody dies, that would be the same consequence. That brings us to the next two dots about avodos. And again, our Mishnah and Yudam and spoke about avodos in the same way that it spoke about dinim. We were speaking about korbanos, where yesh lahen al-mashi yismechu. And this for sure, we all know that Sefer Vayikra is filled with halachos about korbanos. It says the Gemara, the same question has been asking regularly throughout. Mechtav ksiban, there's a lot of psukim about korbanos. So it says the Gemara, lo Here we're only talking about the halachas adam, the actual moving of the blood. We know that shechita has four steps. It's shechita the shechita is the slaughtering. The kabbalah is catching the, the blood, which is the blood of the dam tamsis, the blood that actually is the lifeblood, the first gush of blood that comes out. The halacha is taking it from where 
you've collected it to the place that it needs to be poured to, where the zrikah takes place, and then the zrikah takes place. So what is the unique halacha that applies by halacha sadam? What is the halacha? So it says the Gemara, Titania. The Pasuk says, krivu zo kabbalah sadam. The Pasuk says, krivu, and you shall sacrifice, and that refers to kabbalah sadam. Why does the word karav mean halacha sadam? Aren't those different steps? Isn't shechita the hakrava? So look at Nechomish. The Nechomish is very interesting here. A very, uh, I mean, just, uh, I'm sure I've missed this a thousand times. Look at the Pasuk on the side. The Pasuk says, follow along. You should shech the animal. What's the next word? Vihikrivu. What does vihikrivu mean? You already did the shechita. <clears throat> so obviously, says the Gemara, Zu Kabbalah Sadam. That's the next step after Shechita is Kabbalah Sadam. So that's what the Gemara means. Zu Kabbalah Sadam. The Afka Rachmana Belashon Halacha, and it was exp- expressed this way in regards to Halacha. How so? That he should he crave he should sacrifice the coin should sacrifice a kol and then he should pour it onto the mizbeach. This means that we should be taking, carrying the Avaram to the Kevish. The Memra de Holacha, Lotafka Michlal Kabbalah. The Halachas of Halacha, of Holacha, of moving the blood, have to be similar to that of the Kabbalah Sada, such that, for example, it has to be Bichli Shares, it has to be with the Kohen, whatever the Halachas are in one, the Halachas are in the other. This idea is not very, very clear. And therefore, that's why the Gemara says that the Mishnah included the case of Avodos of Korban, that even though many of the Halachas are present, but there's a subtlety in regards to halacha and kabbalah, these two middle steps of hakrava, of shechita, that we needed to clarify. Next, what about taros? So that, that's what the Mishnah had said in the, on Yudah Madala, the Mishnah we're focusing on, the taros, the halacha becoming pure and keeping things pure, that uh, those are things that are yesh lehenamashis, but not a lot of psukim, says the Gemara, not true. Mechtav ksiva, the Gemara says there is one thing that's not referenced in Torah, and it's one thing that has Dine del Rice implications. What's that? Really, the one thing that we're missing in the world of Taros is the shear of a mikvah. That's a big problem. If a woman is a nida, if a man is a zav, whatever the case may be, if a person has to go to the mikvah for halachic purposes, so then if the mikvah is not big enough, she'll be a nida forever. It'll never go away. Nida status never goes away without a mikvah and waiting shevenikin. End of conversation. You live in a place where there's no water, there's no mikvah. I'm really sorry. It's an iser do raisa That mikvah has to be the right size. Yet nowhere in Chumash does it say what the shear is. So says the Gemara as follows. Detanya the Braisa writes, you should wash yourself in water. You should wash yourself in may mikvah, in water that is collected in a mikvah, your whole body. It has to be the amount of water that covers your whole body. How much is this water? So the Gemara gives us an answer in, in cubic volume. Ama al ama berum shalosh amos. It's a depth of three, and the uh, x and y, the length and width, is one and one. So three times one times one is going to be three. That means it's three cubic amos of water. So an ama is a foot and a half by a foot and a half. So do the math, whatever it is. It's a one and a half by one and a half by 4.5. Multiply all of that together and it'll be cubic feet. Then we can have a little bit more of a frame of reference. It's not that much water. It's interesting that the Gemara says v'shi'aru, that they, they, uh, they estimate it or they, they gave a shit. It's, it's a math equation. You just, we, we know what water is. You just have to literally sit there with a pen and say, we need exactly this many cubic amos of water. That's what it would come out to. So 1.5 times 1.5 is 2.25. So I think it's 2.25. And then you multiply that by 4.5 and whatever the number is, let's call it 10. I don't know, 10 cubic feet of water. 
That's what it should have been. And this din is not found in, is not found in Chumash. So because the din is not found in Chumash, so therefore, this, that's what the Mishnah references here when it talks about Taros. How do you become Tahor? There's nowhere in Chumash that talks about it. So the Gemara says, this is the Brisa that we're focused on. All right, what about Tameos? You're going to tell me the Brisa says Tameos. What about becoming Tameos? All the halachos there, it's all over Chumash. So it says the Gemara, we have so many Psukim that talk about Tumas. So what's the unique thing that our Mishnah and is teaching us? We know that a person of, of one of the Shmona Shratzim, not all Shratzim are the ones that are problematic, but there are eight types of shratzim that can cause tumor. How do we know the minimum amount of that? It's a huge chiddish. And the answer is that it's biche adasha. It's the size of a lentil. It's a very, very small thing. We'll, we'll figure out why in a moment. The Tanya, the Brisa says, Bahem, when you touch one of them, one of the Shmona Shratzim, Yachol Bekulan, maybe you'll say the whole body has to be there. No, Tamalomar Mayhem, it has to be only from them, just a piece of them. Yachol Bemiksasan, maybe any any part, like any shear. No, it's not that. It's, it's Tamalomar Bahem. It says the word Bahem again, Hakeitsad. You have to touch a small part of the Sheretz that is equivalent to the whole part of the sheretz, and the chachamim said is this very small size like a lentil, because a snail, its initial size is this din is not found in Chumash, it's only found in Drasha, and therefore it wasn't found in Chumash, so when our Mishnah says, it's teaching us a special din, it's teaching us this din, that a person can, can become tummy with one of the Shmona Shratz in by the way, this idea of is subject to a machlokas, as the Gemara says, two lines from the bottom, and that we're only talking about, uh, it's a larger shear. It's not it's only like the tail of a lizard. That is whatever that shear is. We know it's not clear. It's obviously more than that. Um, and the Rashi here speaks about this. He says that if you cut the tail, I've never tried this, but if you cut the tail off of a lizard, apparently it moves around a little bit. I don't know. We know that by chickens and animals, if you if you remove their heads, they will still move around for 60 seconds. It's called pirchus in halacha. So that's the word that Rashi uses, mifarcheses. They tremble. They're moving around a little bit still. The poskim discuss, the poskim discuss, this is a nafkamina between Jews and Goyim. The poskim discuss what is considered to be the point where Aver minachai is no longer shaykh. Is it by shechita, the second the cutting is done, the animal is no longer shaykh by Aver minachai? Or no, you have to wait till the pirchus stops. This is a machlokas between the goyim and the Jews. And the goyim have a, uh, have a leniency. The goyim are allowed to have no isra of Aver minachai from shechita, and Jews have no isra of minachai from after pirchus. That's an interesting nafkamina. And we'll see in a moment that this actually... No, the opposite, yeah. That's the opposite. Jews are more... Oh, the mi'i why does that make sense? Yeah, that's correct. Right. 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 Awesome. Thank you for clarifying. So says the Gemara that we uh, we add in this other shita. It's not relevant to our Gemara. Our Gemara was, was trying to teach us the Chiddush of Bicha Adosha. But anyways, there's a machlokas about what the minimum shear is by the Shmona Shratzim. What about Arayos? 
Arayos is mentioned in the Mishnah in Yudha as well, in this same category of Yesh Lehen Al-Mashi Yismichu. So what's going on with Arayos? What's the, everybody knows, Achrem Os Kedoshim, I'm telling you, there's Psukim all over Chumash, we read it on Yom Kippur, Nechtav Ksivan, there's so many Psukim. Says the Gemara, the answer is that there's an awful case. Lo Nitzracha, what is the case we're talking about, top of Yudha from the base? Levito me Anusaso de Loksiva, the daughter, which is the product of a rape, which is not referenced in Chumash to Amar Rava, Amar Li Rabbi Yitzchak Baradimi Asya Heina Heina Asya Zima Zima, that it's only learned out through Drush, it's not learned out from a regular case because it's not a regular scenario. It's not a normal scenario. So the Rishonim here are all over this case, what exactly the details are. Uh, we're not going to go into it, but Tosos here speaks about it. Rashi here speaks about it at, at significant length for Rashi. It's four lines of Rashi, but it's four very fat lines of Rashi. So had this been in one narrow column, it would have been half the page. It's a lot of writing. It's a lot of work to, to process this Gemara, but basically there's something missing in the Pasuk. It only speaks about uh, Bas Bina, not Bas Bita. So anyways, that's what, what this din is talking about. And that was the Chiddush case we needed to speak about. So the Gemara, the Mishnah, the An Yud Amar Aleph that we had started with two days ago on Shabbos, where it said Hain Hain Gufe Torah. Why why only did this last grouping get the status of Hain Hain Gufe Torah? Arayos and Tmeos and why? 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 What about Shabbos? Why? That's earlier in the Mishnah. So says the Gemara, one vav was moved. Check this out. Hani in Hanachlo. Only this last section gets the, God, the, the godless title of Hain Hain Gufe Torah. Ella says the Gemara. Ella Ema. What should it say? Hain vehain gufe Torah. What does our Mishnah say? Vehain hain. That's what our Mishnah says is vehain hain. It was a mistake. The Vav doesn't go on the first word hain. It's hain vehain. And if you look back on Yudha Manalath, this is a kafter of a ferach explanation. The end of that Mishnah says that dinim, vavodos, vataros, vatmes, vatrayos, all these cases that we just discussed, there's something to rely upon. Vehain hain gufe Torah. And it should have been hain vehain gufe Torah. The Vav was moved over one word. We have gears to challenges. They had gears to challenges. It's not new. This has been going on a long time. And this was caught in the Gemara. And let's just look. It doesn't say which generation caught this, but we know for sure it's Amor Raim, uh, probably even Savo Raim, which was after the period of Amor because there's no names here. This is an anonymous Gemara. So it's very likely that this piece of history was from about the seven or 800s when the Savo Raim were weaving together the Gemara into the format that we now see as recognizable. Of course, the Baliatosos weren't alive yet, and Rashi wasn't alive yet, but for the body of the Gemara, the Savo Raiman around the year 800 were putting together the text of the Gemara as we know it. And they seemingly, they are the ones who picked up on this mistake that our Mishnah should not have said Vehain Hain, but rather Hain Vehain Gufe Torah. Hadran Allah, Hakol Chayev, and Baruch Hashem, we finished the first parak of Chagiga Yiratsu, we should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. <laughs> The next Mishnah writes, six lines down, Yod Aleph Amud Beis. We should not be teaching the halachos of Arayos in a group of three. Rashi says that's a Rebbe plus two Talmidim. We should not be focusing on Maisha Breshis Bishnaim. That's a Rebbe and one Talmud. And one should not even learn the Merkava on their, on their own. Unless he is very wise and he understands from his own knowledge. I'm just going to say that I don't know what these words mean. I can translate the, the modern Hebrew. There's lots going on here with the language of Chacham and maybe Midaito. Okay? It's Chachma, Bina, and Das. And I'm just saying, I don't know what's going on. There's just a lot happening here. We don't understand the Maisa Breshis. 
And then the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, anyone who looks at literally, but it means who analyzes and studies these four things, it would have been better for him. Does anyone know what the word rasui, what the etymology is? I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen the word before. Rasui, a very strange word. Rashi explains what it means. He says that it means it's better off that you would, uh, that's what Rashi says, rasui lo, rasui hulo. It's a, a couple of lines before, uh, so where is it? It's two thirds of the way down. Rasui, Rashi says, tovi yafe hayalo, imlo bala olam. Ve'omer ani hu lashon, check this out, rachmanus. Klomar merucham hu imlo bala olam. Still, the language of rachmanus. There's no mem, there's no ches. Very, very interesting, a unique word. Anyways, the Mishnah says that if anyone looks at these four areas of life, then better for him that he should not have lived. What are they? Malamala, what is above uh, our universe? Or, well, I don't know, we'll see. Malamata, malifnim, umaleachor. Again, these are, I presume, terminologies that are picked up by the by the Kabbalistic literature. The chol shalochas al kvod kono, and anyone who doesn't have Rachmanus on the cover of Hashem, rasui lo shalobal olam. He too would have been better off to have never been created. The Gemara picks up on a seeming contradiction in our Mishnah. First, you said that you can't even learn the Merkava alone, and then you qualified and said, the Hadar Amris, So that's a very interesting question because the Gemara just says it in one sentence. If you look back in the Mishnah, it says, It's one sentence, right? Don't do it unless. Right? We have this all the time, but it bothered the Gemara for some reason. I don't know why. And the Gemara therefore pivots and gives us a whole new understanding of our Mishnah. Hachi Kamar, quarter of the way down. I'm sorry. You should not teach it to three people. You should not teach it unto three people. Not two. You should not teach three people. And as well, you should not teach it to two people. And you should not teach it to one. Says the Gemara, that one is not supposed to teach. Arayos, really, as we saw the Taich just now, Lishlosha, that's what maybe the Gemara is quoting the Mishnah. The Mishnah said Bishlosha, but really the Taich that we just learned is that it should be Lishlosha. So my Taima, Ilema, if you want to say that the reason why we can't learn Arayos in this type of Chabura is Mishum Dechsiv Ish Ishal Kol She'er Besaro, Ish Ish Tre She'er Besaro Chad. Right, just uh, do you come from the pasuk as to what it actually means? How many people? That can't be. And therefore, we cannot learn this in a group of three or more. Says the Gemara. If that's true, we have the words ish ish all over the Torah. Says the Gemara. Will we not be able to teach the halachos to less than three people? I mean, to, to more than three people because it says ish ish. Ella Han, who all in all of those cases where it says ish ish mi baile, what do we use the words ish ish to teach us? The rabbo says, that just like a Jew has these halachos of birkas Hashem and avodazara, a goya is the same thing. We know, of course, the Sheva Mitzvah Spanenoch, Alephes Gimel Gimel. Dalet hey vav, these are the Sheva Mitzvah Spanenoch. The base is birkas Hashem and the vav is vavodazara. So so we, if, if the ish ish is coming to teach us that, then it can't work for us over here that it's teaching us how many people are allowed to be in the room when you learn about Arayos. Even by Arayos, when it says ish ish al kosher there too is to teach us that there's a din of erva by a goy, that they have to understand that there are isurim in Chomish, that they're not allowed to, to be adulterers. It's not, not allowed. 
So that's Gilu Yerach. That's one of the Gimels. It's uh, it's uh, Aleph of the, it's Aleph Beis Gimel Gimel Dal Vav. It's Avram Yerachai Birkas Hashem Gilu Yarayos and Gezel and uh, Din and Hereg and Avodazar. Those are the Sheva Mitzvos Beninach. And says the Gemara that we expand them to a goy based on the words Ish Ish. So if that's true, then how then did we get in our Mishnah to say you can't teach it to three or more people? Says the Gemara first long line Ella must be Midichsi Ushmartem Es Mishmarti Ushmartem Tre Mishmarti Chad Vamarachmana Levilti Asos Michukos Atoybos to teach us that these these abominable acts cannot be done. And from the words in Mishmartim, in Mishmarti, two plus one is three, therefore you cannot teach it to three or more people. Says the Gemara, three lines into the wide lines, if that's true, we have the words in Mishmartim all over Chumash. Says the Gemara, would we say in all those cases, you're not allowed to teach them to a group of three or more? That's ridiculous. We have the word Mishmartim all over Shas. What is the reason? What does it mean when it says that we cannot teach to three people? It's not every din in Chumash, only talking about the dinim that are sisarim. So some of the Rishonim here explain that the sisar, let's take a look at Rashi. Rashi's three lines into the wide lines. Rashi says in the middle of the line there, like our case that we saw at the top of the page. These are cases we'll discuss them more in Yavamos and certainly in Sanhedrin. These are cases that are not Mefurash and Chumash. It's very unique, isolated dinim. They cannot be learned when they are not explicitly written in Chumash, and why is that? My time, why can the Sisarim, the, the Sisrei Arayos, why can they not be taught on a group of three or more? Says the Gemara, because it's a Svarah, we have a logic. Betray, when I only have two Talmidim that I'm teaching Arayos, Kiyasve Kamei Rabbi, when they're sitting in front of the Rebbe, Chad Shakil Vatoi Bahade Rebbe, one person can be having a dialogue with the Rebbe, the Idach, the other guy who's sitting there, is Matzle Udne Legemara, he's turning his ear to learn Torah, so he's not distracted. So I, I'm speaking one-on-one to one time, but another person comes in, he's just listening to, all, to us talk, he's not going to miss anything, he's paying attention. But when there are more people, Tlasa, when there are three people in the Chabura, then here's what we're concerned about. Chad Shakil Vatoi Bahade Rabbe, so you'll be speaking, if you're the Rebbe, you're speaking to one Talmud, and the two of you were having a lengthy dialogue. The Hanach Tre, the other two guys who were sitting there who are not part of your conversation, they're going to sit there and talk to each other on the side. They're going to make a mistake when it comes to our Rios, and that's an area where we're not allowed to have problems. You cannot paskin wrong in this area. The Asu, the Mishra, Surah Ba'arayos, and then they're going to have this whole problem that they're going to make you Surah Ba'arayos. So, so says the Gemara, I mean, Ihachi, if that's true, that you're concerned that maybe we'll make a mistake when it comes to Arayos because there's too many people in the room, Kolatoranami. Uh, we, have, we have thousands of Allahos in Chumash. And uh, uh, you're afraid you're going to make a mistake, Arayos? What about Shabbos? What about Yom Kippur? What about Nagoyim? What about Saras? What about, what about everything? Just because there's three people in Arayos? We have so many huge Allahos in the door only by Arayos. It says the Gemara. Getting into the world of psychology, says the Gemara, 10 lines from the bottom, Arayos shiny. The world of Arayos are different than other areas of Torah. Why? The masters tell us, the rabbis tell us, Gezel ve'arayos, when it comes to, to thievery and when it comes to inappropriate relationships, we have a tremendous desire in our nefesh for them. Beautiful Yesod from Rav Moshe Shapiro Zatzal. Moshe Shapiro says there are two desires that the human condition has. And the reason that they're so powerful is because they are the only things required for continuity in the world. Intimacy and food. Nothing, money is not required. 
Everything else is commentary. The human condition has a she'ifa for continuity. Sometimes it comes out poorly and we are, it's manifest poorly because we're undisciplined. That's why we have halacha in these areas ad nauseum. Every din, every shach, every taz. What is yichud? When I was in YU, they asked Rebbe Tversky, can you go on a date in the car with a girl at night in New York City? Isn't that yichud? You're basically by yourself. You're by yourself. How could you go in a car with a girl at night? So he said, you have to, you have to uh, keep the visor light on. You have to keep a light on in the car so people can mamish see that you're a yid. They have to be able to see that you're a yid. Otherwise, what kind of yir shamayim is that? That's yichud. Everything is a din. Everything has halachas. Libo gaspa, the post can say, if you work with someone regularly of the opposite gender, even if you're not attracted to the person, doesn't matter. The regular rules of yichud don't apply. When libo gaspa, when you see someone regularly, you have to be even more machmir, even more strict. There's halachos everywhere because it's part of our chemda umis avelahem. It's part of our wiring. Says the Gemara, if you're going to quote me a brisa that the reason why Arayos was isolated is because of the of the Yitzhah for Arayos, what about Gezel? The whole brisa you just said, Gezel be'arayos. Yihachi Gezel, Yihachi Gezel Nami. How did you leave that out? The brisa only has two things in it. So why isn't that included in our Mishnah? When you say Arayos can't be taught this way, include Gezel. That also has the Yitzhah so then the Gemara splits a hair, and a beautiful one at that. Arayos, when it comes to the world of Arayos, you could be with a beautiful woman, you could not be with a beautiful woman, and your brain could be going crazy. Totally nuts. That's Yitzhahara. You don't have to be with a person or near a person to have a, to have a machshava. But, says the Gemara, when it comes to Gezel, only befun of nafish Yitzre. Only when it's in front of you is there Yitzhahara, shalom befun of lo nafish Yitzre, a beautiful distinction in, in human psychology. And therefore, Gezel is not included in our Mishnah because the Yitzhahara is not the same as it is for our Rayos. Last sugya for the day, which will bring us to the top of the page. Yeah, we need to, sorry, because the next Amud is pretty long. It says the Gemara, below Our Mishnah said that we cannot learn in a pair. How do we know this is true? in the The rabbis teach us in a brisa, says the Gemara, singular, not sha'alu. You can only learn it with one other person. Maybe we would think that a person should ask about what was it like before that time, before Bria Sa'olam? We're not supposed to ask that. Only from the time that the world was created. Oh, well, the world was created then, but the human beings weren't created till day six. Because there were no people until then. Leave the first five days alone. Says the Gemara, not true. You're allowed to ask even about day one. Says the Gemara, the four things that our Mishnah said you're never allowed to to do, says the Gemara, Talmud Lomar, how do we know those are not allowed to be spoken about? Because uh, uh, the Pasuk says, only the limits of Shemaim. Very hard to understand what this means in, in practical terms. Uh, does it mean universe? Does it mean earth? They didn't know about a universe back in the day. I mean, maybe they knew about Mazalos to some degree. We know that, but they knew about the Milky, like the Milky Way galaxy. Like, what did they know? I don't know what this means. I have to look in the Meforshim. So that's what the Pasuk says. That you're allowed to ask about anything within the parameters of beginning and end to earth. Those things are not supposed to be spoken about. Says the Gemara, says, if that's true, now that we've learned that we're limited from speaking about those things from this Pasuk of then what does the rest of the Pasuk mean? From the day that he was created. 
Why, why then do we need multiple psukim? So the Gemara says, Kid Rabbi Elazar. What does Rabbi Elazar say? Tam Rabbi Elazar, Min Haaretz Adarakia. It was very tall. He was Adarakia. All of these things have a reference, um, possibly to physical height, but usually to spiritual grandeur. And we'll see in a moment that that actually makes sense. Adarakia, Shinemar, Lamin Hayoma Shabar Lakim Adam Al Haaretz. That Pasuk, we said that Pasuk didn't have use. Now we know what the use is for the Pasuk. Once he became Sarach, once he made a mistake, once Adam Harishon did the Chait, he shortened him. Right? Again, obviously, we're not talking about physical height and we're not talking about literally crushing someone. Presumably not. I presume it's talking about the spiritual uh, lowering of him down to uh, uh, down to something that's closer to human being, though still his greatness uh, far supersedes ours. So that's what the Gemara says that he <laughs> beautiful that he sees that's exactly right. The pasuk in Chumash indicates the pasuk not in Chumash. Where is this pasuk? It's pasuk in Chumash in Tehillim. The Pasuk says that uh, that he lowered him down. Amr Yehuda Marav, Adam Rishon Masofa Olam Sofa. He was very wide. Again, a similar idea, just in another axis. Shenemar the Minayam Ashabar Lakim Adam Al Ha'Aretz and the Mikseh Shemayim Vakseh Shemayim and Kevan Shesarach. Once he once he did an Avera, Inicha Kadosh Baruch Hu Yada Valavu Miato. Shenemar B'Tashas Alai Kapecha. Says the Gemara Yachi Kashu Kray Hadodi. What do we do about contradictions in Pesukim? It seems to be we have one that says that he was tall, one that says he was wide. Says the Gemara, don't ask, don't ask the wrong questions. And the Gemara responds, Edi Bi Edi Chachur. We're really talking about the same exact thing. And don't worry, we'll stop right here at Vamar of Yehuda. Pick up tomorrow night with Dot Bays. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yud Bays, not Bays. Bays we did already. <laughs>